right, welcome to the Loomer podcast. That is London Underground Music Review. We are now audible and visual. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, today we have the band Shred Flintstone from New Jersey. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank, thank you for having me on. Yeah, do you want to introduce yourself and um, maybe who else is in the band and what everybody does in the band as well? My name's Dan. Ed and Joey are also members of the band. They couldn't make it. Uh, they're both working, so... I work from home. I can do whatever I want when I'm working from home. So um, here I am on this call with you. What do you guys each do in the band? Like what instrument oh, is there? What are your, what's yeah. your role? I play the, the guitar and I sing and or I, I wouldn't call it singing necessarily, but <laughs> um, Joey plays the drums and he does some vocals too. Ed plays the bass and he does some vocals as well. Do you want to give a little background of how you guys all like met and the, how Shred Flintstone came to be? Yeah, well, pretty much the it um it started as like my solo project that I started while I was in a band, my old band from a few years back. It just kind of evolved into an actual band. I found Joey. I didn't find him. I knew him and. I asked him if he wanted to like play drums because I was starting to really like the songs I was writing and he was down. And then, um, yeah, we just started playing shows from there and we've gone through a few different bass players along the way, done some tours, put out some music in the past like three or four years. Yeah, I think we put out our first release in 2017. I first heard of you guys, my friend Jason sent me the song Delta from the 2018 album and that's like my favorite song and then I started this music blog like a year ago just been reviewing music and the the new like leftovers EP came up so I reviewed it and it was really good so that's kind of like my journey with your music it's great um, sick awesome <laughs> how how would you describe um your music to other people who, who haven't heard you before our music, it's just, I don't know, I think it's kind of unique. Like, it's, yeah. we don't really try to conform to any specific genre or, or anything like that. We just make what we're feeling and we kind of like go through phases with what we're feeling. Like, we used to be a bit more like kind of pop punk indie-ish. Now we're kind of, I'd say, I don't know, more, more on the rock spectrum, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, rock. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. What it, but we have our own like weird goofy style i think that um, it's hard to confine yourself to, to one box so like genres yeah, are yeah. fading out anyway so that's fine yeah they, i know they're not they're just a way for people to kind of categorize music and talk yeah. about music but yeah when we make when we are actually writing and making the music um we don't really think about what about that really we just kind of think about what sounds good and right. what kind of music you know yeah yeah Totally. So, but yeah, Delta. That's a that's a old track. Not an old track. A couple of years ago, but I like that track. That's a that's cool. That that's how you got introduced to us. Yeah, it's funny because I that's like that song is the only thing I'd ever heard until the mm -hmm. leftovers EP, and for some reason, like I just assumed like oh, all their music must sound like this one song, but it's actually one of your more like lower key, slower, softer ones. And so yeah. <laughs> listening to some of your other stuff, I was like. 
wow, this is not what I expected. Um, and I think the, the Leftovers EP is really good because it's like, it's only four tracks, but it gives a really, mm -hmm. it's like a great sampler for what you guys can do, like your range sound-wise, I think. So you have some like of this, the, that same sort of Delta-like song, and then you yeah. Well, thanks. That that's that's kind of what we, we were going for with that one. Um, yeah, no, the leftovers EP is actually two of those tracks are from an old album that we put out that's no longer like on the internet, just because we didn't really like a lot of. We ended up not liking a lot of the songs that were on it. Yeah. And we were like, this doesn't represent who we are, so we kind of we took that one down. But the two tracks, "Where's My Dog" and "The Flood," were on that record, and. We were like, we want to release these. And then we had the other two songs on that, Sydney and um, Uglier on the Outside, which we had done just for free at our friend's studio. And we just kind of threw them together. That's why we called it Leftovers because they were just kind of these like leftover tracks that weren't really part of an app. They didn't really have a home, so we just put them together. I think it worked so. out really, really well. Thanks, thank you. Have you guys played like a lot of shows so far like do you play live quite often or is it kind of a more of a rare thing well i mean right now we're not playing any shows yeah. which is quite unfortunate but yeah we oh my god that's like the main driver of this band is our live shows and that's how most people know us mm -hmm. i mean some people have found us on the internet like like i think there's some people over in the uk that listen to us but most and i, I think we have some listeners in australia and a couple other countries but not a lot. It's not like we're like globally known band. Like we're mostly, we've toured North America, we've toured Canada. And yeah, we play live shows like all the time. That's very much the uh, the driving factor to this band we love. I feel like you, you don't really fully know us until you see us live. I feel like that's kind of where we thrive. That's good to know. This is something to, to look forward to. I'll try to come to a show sometime. When when they're when they when they're happening, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I miss them so yeah. much. Me too, man. Do you have a favorite or like least favorite thing about performing live? I used to like be really hard on myself about playing playing live shows. I used to like never be happy with their performance, and I was always super critical of myself and playing live. And I I loved it and I hated it. It was like this terrible love hate relationship. Yeah. And I just like that was my own personal problem that I had to work through as I got older. And now I like I've come to a point where I just I feel like I've really like harnessed the craft of playing a live show. And me and my bandmates are like so much on the same page with the music we're playing and how we want to sound when we're live. Like we've come such a long way and I love playing live music now. Like I don't I it doesn't like there's never a bad time for me playing live, even if it's not a good show, like it's not a bad time. But um, yeah, no, I, I live music is like the energy of playing a live show when people are moshing to your music and there's just a crowd of people just vibing to what you're doing is like, it's like a suit. It's like a superpower. Like, I feel like a person doesn't know who I am until they've seen me perform live. You know what I mean? Have you guys had like, um, or do you have like um, a best or maybe like weirdest show that you've played so far? <laughs> One that like stands out to you? Like best and worst type thing? Sure. What are, what are the ones um, that stand out to you? There's been so there's been a lot of really good ones. I couldn't choose a best show. Mm -hmm. There's been so many good shows. This place, the Meat Locker in Montclair, New Jersey, which is like this infamous low key DIY punk spot, kind of like the less famous CBGBs of New mm -hmm. Jersey. 
that's somehow still functioning. And it's just this grungy, disgusting basement, but people go crazy down there and everybody in the local area knows about it. And Bad Show, one show comes to mind when back a few years ago when I was still having this kind of love-hate relationship with playing live, mm-hmm. um, we went down to South by Southwest, our, our first time down there in Austin. And, you know, we're, we had this one show at this venue um, God, and there was like no one there. And we just like, were not the right vibe for the music there. We played a song and then the owner was like, all right, now play something good. And then, yeah, we just, I just like kicked over like the PA, like the monitor and we just like stopped playing and then that was it. No, we kept playing actually, we, we finished our set, but yeah, that was probably the worst show I've ever played. That was not fun. And I wasn't mentally like prepared to handle that. But yeah. if I was in that situation now, it'd be funny. But back then it wasn't fun. I'm sure like living through that was not funny, but it's kind of a funny story. It's a great story. Hell yeah. now, you know? Yeah, exactly. So that's good. Silver line. Do you have like a favorite memory as a band so far? Like what's like one of the coolest things you can remember doing? Um... I think just going on tour, like we've done multiple tours and those are always the best times because when you're on the road and you're just kind of going from place to place, I don't know, there's this freedom to that that is kind of unexplainable when you have an objective, you're not just traveling for fun, you're like, you have an objective to show up somewhere and meet new people and play to them in a different location each night and you meet and you have people you don't know, like dancing to your music in cities you've never been to and like sleeping on a couch and like going to a, ne- a new place the next day. I don't know. Something about that is extremely thrill. I don't know. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And I've had such good memories from touring. Um, and also just forming like a connection with my band over time has been very rewarding. Like not even on a on an artistic level, but also like on an interpersonal level, like learning how to form bonds with people and like respect people and um, taking people for their, you know, perks and flaws and vice versa. It's been a very rewarding, beautiful thing being in this band. That's a good answer. Thank you, thank you, I appreciate it. Okay, so you touched on this a little bit earlier, but how do you Mm -hmm. think your style has changed from when you first started with your, it being like your solo project to, to now. Right. Um, well, when it first started, it was just kind of like these like quick pop punk songs that were a little alternative indie influenced, I guess, as well. And yeah. I wouldn't say they were like immature, but they were just, you know, kind of like anxious and quick. And, you know, I think over time, the sound has, I guess, matured, I guess, probably as every artist would say their music has over time but also like I feel way more understanding of how to make music and how to put it out there and how to um, artistically approach an album and how to craft songs and work with people and like use our different influences referring to my band to um Mm -hmm to write a song rather than me just writing a quick song and just recording it and like throwing it out there. Um, 
talking about mm-hmm. influences um mm-hmm. i don't know if you could speak for your for your bandmates but maybe just for yourself like what who would you say are your are your main influences musical influences maybe for how you play personally your instrument mm-hmm. or how you would like the band to sound like growing up i was really into like jimi hendrix and like system of a down and red hot chili peppers and like I don't know, just kind of like popular stuff, you know, but stuff that, oh, and like the Grateful Dead and the Allman Brothers, because my parents were really into like, you know, kind of 70s hippie music and jam bands and stuff. Yeah. So I was, I grew up on that and that's what really made me want to make music. And that's what made me get my guitar was listening to like Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix and just being like, whoa, I'm a lefty too. I can, I relate to this guy. And yeah. I still, honestly, I think my guitar playing is definitely most influenced by, by Hendrix still, even to this day. Um, but now, later on, I think we're way more influenced by a whole variety of things. Like, my drummer is really into, like, like uh, metalcore stuff. And, um, like, I, with stuff I don't listen to at all, but he's, yeah. he's really into, into like, um, I don't even, I can't even speak on behalf of my, my drummer, but... Um, and my, my bass player has honestly introduced me into so much music. He's like a, um, encyclopedia for, uh, for, um, just music for the past few decades, but I don't know. Right now we're really influenced by minimalistic bands that don't try to make their songs too complicated yet. They make their songs sound really good, you know? Yeah. Um, so we made a playlist of like our influences for this upcoming album. I could tell you a couple on here. So we've got some Viagra Boys on here. We've got Horror, which is this band from New Jersey, but they spell their name H-O-9-9-0-9. Neil Young, Beastie Boys, Sonic Youth, The Stooges. Nice. Oh, we love Ween, too. Ween is probably our collective influence between all three of us. It's probably like... Cool. I don't know a lot of those bands, so I'm going to be doing a lot of Googling after this and like listening oh, sick. to there you go. people. Yeah, I hope I just, and you don't, you know Neil Young though, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that was, okay. like, I know Neil Young, but a lot okay. of those I was like, I haven't heard of that. Do you I listen love. to, do you like Ween at all? I, I don't think I've heard of Ween, no. Please listen to Ween. Ween is like, okay. a le- is a legendary band. <laughs> are they a newer band or are they like a- No, they've been around band? since- God, the early 90s maybe even the late okay. 80s they're from okay. new hope pennsylvania they're like they're huge they have like a huge cult following that most people know them because they had this song from the spongebob movie called ocean man and it's like their most popular song it's like <laughs> ocean man but their whole discography is incredible okay so the first game was like how well do you know your bandmates so i have a couple of questions but they're not here I mean, do you want to still do it? Like, you can I mean, try to see if you get it right. I'll, I'll make sure okay. they listen to this and they can give you their feedback. Okay, cool. First couple are pretty easy and then it gets a little bit harder. Do you know their middle names? Oh, God. <laughs> Ed, I think Ed's middle name is James. Okay. Oh, and you know, actually, I do know their middle names. I could be making up Ed's middle name. I, I'm just going to say it's James. I don't, and that might not be true. Um, yeah. But Joey, his real name is actually Giuseppe Santi. So his middle name is Santi, like Saint, I guess. Oh, cool. Um, actually, 
I don't know. I don't know. All I know is his, his real name is Giuseppe Santi Giambra, but we just call him Joey or Joseph. Well, those sound right. I don't know them, but it sounds We're, like you're getting it right. Me and Joey are both Italian boys, and Italian-American mm-hmm. boys, and Ed is just a... Okay, this one's a little bit harder. Do they mm-hmm. have any irrational or, like, silly fears? Um... I let me think about that. Okay. Irrational or silly fears? I don't know. They're not really scared of a lot of things. Now that I'm thinking about it, like, what are they scared of? I was pretty scared of clowns for a bit. I had like a terrible oh, yeah. like nightmare about a clown once, and it, I was really for a while scared about them. I don't, yeah, I don't know what their fears are, but I don't remember when this was. But in like recent years, that was there was that weird thing where like there were just clowns showing up oh, everywhere yeah. do you remember that was that all over the war- world or was that just in the u.s i just remember it being in the u.s i was still in yeah. the US at the time but that was super weird and then the, the it movies so i can definitely see clowns being not a great not a great thing do they have any pet peeves joe yeah joey doesn't like it when i tell him how to drum he, <laughs> he gets very upset when i tell him how to play the drums um mm-hmm. ed, ed doesn't have pet peeves because well i don't know ed's pet peeves because if ed's upset he just kind of like goes away like yeah. he just disappears he's not vocal about it which is fine he has his own way we all have our own ways of dealing with things but ed yeah. ed likes his alone time if he's feeling upset or something he's like i'm just gonna go away and i'll see you guys later yeah no that's that's how i handle so things. so ed's ed's the mysterious one me and Joey like to go back and forth. Um, they could probably say I'm pretty annoying too. So, do any of you have like a favorite accessory? Like, are you really into shoes or hats or something? I wish I had a favorite accessory. To be honest with you, like I would love if I was not if I was if I had something that I was excited about outside outside of like music and, and art. I was digging the, um, I don't know, like the graveyard photo shoot aesthetic with like the bolo ties and <laughs> more like Western stuff. That was kind of cool. Yeah, we were like, I don't know what we were thinking there, but just were like shreds dead. Yeah. Uh, let's take a picture in a graveyard. I liked it. It was, we were kind of like, this is the, if we were thinking of it like we're putting to, to rest our old selves like we are (laughs) our old self is dead this is what you knew of shred no longer exists now Mm -hmm. we are a new band and then our next record is going to be ourselves actualized that ep was just like the transition from our old self to this next new self which will be our next record and last one would any of you wear socks with sandals yeah fuck it we do that all the time it's we cool. Joe, Joey, and Ed in their apartment. They live down the street from me. Mm-hmm. They have this pair of um, knockoff Versace sandals, and they're just kind of the community sandals that they're just always on, out and on the floor in the middle of their living room. So whoever wants to put them on can just put them on, and those are always being put on with by people wearing socks. <laughs> That's a great thing to have. Like if you just need to like go get the mail or take the trash out. I think, I think it would be weird to wear those without socks, to be honest. 
yeah, especially the community sandals. It's like maybe they're not like sanitary. Slides. They're like slides, you know? Yeah. To yeah, and them. I think it would look weird without socks. So you know what? Yeah, it's in the socks with socks with sandals. I'm all for it. <laughs> That's the the end of um, how well do you know your bandmates? So you'll have to get some feedback from them and see if <laughs> how well you did. They'll um, see see what they have to say about it. Do you have like? Do you remember what your first album that you bought was? Yeah, my mom bought it for me. Actually, we went to that store. Fye is it called? Used to be called whatever the store in the mall was that sold CDs. It was called like Fye. And back when like CDs were a thing, when I was in like first grade, and I really wanted a Blink One Eighty Two CD because I was really into Blink One Eighty Two in first grade. Because that's about the maturity level of Blink One Eighty Two. Although I still like them. Um, but yeah, my mom went and got me the the Mark, Tom, and Travis show, which was a uh, like a compilation album, I think. Okay. And um, I remember we were at the checkout thing at the store, and my mom was buying me the record. And the, the cashier was like, are you sure you want to buy him this? And my mom was like, yeah. Like She was like, yeah, of course. And I was like, I then knew, I was like, yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. I owe my mom a lot for getting me into music when I was younger. She, like, let me listen to whatever. She bought me music. She encouraged me to listen to music. Do you remember your first concert, like, first live performance you saw? I saw Barney live. I don't know if that's a concert. You're <laughs> the second um, person that's to say that. There was a... Really? Uh, yeah, Jenna oh, from Bleach Lab, a band from South London. That was her first concert, too. Barney. I saw Barney. I saw Barney live, and the guy yelled at me because I was trying to touch Barney, and I got a, I cried. Oh no! Like, Barney was like walking through the crowd or something, or like walking close to the stage or something. And I was trying to reach out and touch him, and the guy yelled at me. He had this weird hat on. Yeah. Um. Next question. What? What? Yeah. Do you consider the most like productive thing you did this year? Uh, well. We released an album. Mm-hmm. We shot two music videos. We had three different tours lined up that all got canceled. So mm-hmm. we were scheduling those tours, and that was technically at the beginning of this year yeah. that we were working on that. We've been writing this new record. We're demoing a new record right now. So we're staying productive. Yeah. I, you know, I would like to be more productive, but there's only so much I can do. I think that sounds pretty pretty normal, honestly. Other than not being able to tour, that's like <laughs> maybe more than more than the average year. I I hope so. It's, I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be average. Of, no, just kidding. But for real though, I'm trying to be productive. So yeah, no, I think that uh, is a good way to 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 spend the year. Okay, so ask Reddit is the next thing. I don't know if you know Reddit, but this I'm is- not, I don't frequent Reddit too often though. I don't really either, but just for this, I used to do a, like a talk show with my friends and we always did a segment where we just pull questions from the Ask Reddit stream. So do you have any like short, you know, jokes or anything that you just kind of like have in your back pocket for, for parties or something? Oh my God. Give me a second. Um, okay. Now that I'm on the spot, my I'm yeah. having a complete... No, I got nothing. I have two. So can, can I can you tell them to me? Yes. And then you can use them if you like them. 
What do you call a cow with no legs? What? Ground beef. <laughs> what do you call a cow okay. with three legs? Lean beef. Lean beef. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a cow with two legs? What? Your mom. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so that's, that's Thank one. You. Thank okay. you for that. I appreciate that. that one. Second you. one. So a polar bear walks into a bar and he mm -hmm. goes up and he orders a gin and tonic. And the bartender's like, why the big pause? And the polar bear, <laughs> polar bear goes, I don't know. I was born with him. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my two jokes. That you those were like, they were, they were good quality jokes. I'd <laughs> say, I'd say you got me. If cloning was like a viable option, who is somebody that you think there should be two of? Nobody. Nobody should. Nobody should be cloned. No one should clone themselves. There should be no clones. That sounds scary. I don't like that. <laughs> okay. Very I don't like that. <laughs> I'm not into that. Okay. If you could make any like animated character real, who would you? Any pick? what character? Animated character. One Punch Man would be sick if he was real. Oh, I haven't seen that one. I've heard that one's good. Pretty cool. I would love. I would love if he was real. Um, he'd probably be pretty chill. Um, <laughs> have you ever seen Princess Mononoke? Mm. It's a Miyazaki film. It's a really um, incredible, like anime, like classic anime film. Okay. And there are these little tree spirits. They're like these little. I have one tattooed on my arm right there. See that oh, little guy? Oh, cute! Yeah. They are. I don't know. They're really cute little things. And if they were real, that'd be cool. And also, like, yeah. any any of the like forest spirits from that movie would be cool if they were real. Have you seen uh, Brave with Merida? The the Disney movie? Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. There's like little tree spirits in that film as well they're little like guiding light type spirits they're very cute kind of similar to those okay. i think that'd be fun if those were real too yeah what's something that you're listening to right now it could be music or it could be like an audio book or a podcast like just some sort of auditory oh god yeah. I've, I've been i've never been a podcast person like it's yeah. they've always kind of annoyed me but Honestly, i'm like me too. any I'm spending so much time by myself that I'm listening to like a lot of podcasts because mm -hmm. I, I work, I work from home and I'm just like at my desk all day working from home. Yeah. So I'm listening, there's this podcast called Red Scare that's really good. Um, and <laughs> these are like the two podcasts I was, it's called Red Scare and this other podcast is called Come Town. It's <laughs> fucked up. Like it's an embarrassing name for me to say on like a, an interview, but yeah, it's a, that's a great podcast. Um, okay. Those are two. But music-wise, honestly, I've been listening to Soft Bulletin by Flaming Lips a lot. I always put that album on, even though it's not a new record. It's like one of my favorite records. This band, White Horses, is really cool. I love a lot of old, like, 50s rock. All right, so last couple of questions here. Is there anything you would like to portray to your fans? Like, what's, like you know, something you'd like to 
to say or what's like maybe what you're trying to get across with your music I don't know something like that I mean there's nothing I want to portray to them that I wouldn't do in the music you know like yeah, yeah I think we're just we're really into not really caring too much about trying to fit a mold or trying to like too hard to be cool and just being mm-hmm. embracing being weird and just being yourself I don't know that's yeah. kind of like I think that's important I think that's a great um message for your fans like, yeah but I'm, I'm not gonna be like most on like stage saying be yourself like, <laughs> like yeah. you know I just express that by being by myself you know what I mean yeah totally modeling risk-taking Exactly. Exactly. Um, Do you have any like quotes or like pieces of advice or anything that you kind of like you think about a lot or that like has stuck with you over time? My mom said I said something to me once. She said nothing's permanent, and I don't know why that always stuck with me. Like through hard times, like I don't know. It's so simple. It's not really that profound or anything, but. I don't know. Nothing's perfect. Like not everything is going to change no matter whether you, whether you like it or not. If you're in a bad time, it's going to change. Everything, it just change. Change is the only constant in life. Everything changes. Um, It's the nature of the universe that we live in. And yeah, I really live my life according to that. And, um, trying not to resist change. I think a lot of our problems in life come from resistance to to what's happening to us and not, instead of flowing with it. Ride the wave, that's another good one, ride the wave. Life, life will throw you a wave and you can either ride it or you can let it crash on you and let it make you, wash you up on shore. So just ride the wave. I like it, those are good. Cool. All right, so Leftovers EP came out in October. Is there anything else that you would like to promote on the podcast right now? Just uh, follow us on Instagram. Um, At Flintstone the band. Shred Flintstone the band. That's pretty much the only place we really post what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, consistently, at least. Um, we're, I don't know, we're, we're going to be making a record really soon. We're just in the demoing phase right now. Cool. We'll probably put out another music video at some point in the next month or so. Get some live sessions going. Um, I don't know. Follow. Just like, mess. Like, say what's up. I don't know if you want to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if you want, if you're like into vinyl, we just bought a bunch of vinyl of our last EP, Shreds Dead, and it's okay. like a set of cool like vinyl. Our friend did the artwork for it. They did the artwork for Miley Cyrus's last release and like all their arts now like on billboards and on like late night shows and stuff. So cool. That, that's our connection to the to the uh, to the big players in the game. And if you bet, get yourself a vinyl, you will also be connected to that to that big industry game. That's very so good. Cool. Band, yeah. Can- I like that cool. art. I remember that art. It's awesome. Yeah. Very colorful. Thank you. All right. Well, that's all that I had. Thanks for joining me today on the podcast.
It's yeah. I hope uh, I hope that we make it out to to England one day and play some shows out there. That's definitely on our on our bucket list, and I think we're gonna make it happen. So hopefully we'll be out there playing some shows.